0: Thanks, Mike, for finally letting me tour the Cage Club Podcast Network studios.
1: No problem, Brian. But hey, could you not tell Joey? He hates it when you mess around with his stuff.
0: Is that every Nick Cage movie ever?
1: Yep. From fast times to massive talent. This network is pretty much the house that Nikki Coppola built. Hey, what about over there?
0: Where do those stairs go? <laughs>
1: uncle francis's wine cellar a podcast where we break down the films of francis ford coppola cut by cut and this is a cage club network production
0: Buonasera. have a seat have a glass and welcome to uncle francis's wine cellar i'm brian rodriguez and where's michael We're not starting the podcast without Michael.
1: And I'm with the Michael (laughs) LeMansi. Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: There's only one Italian on this podcast, and that is you, so you're allowed to do that. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wow. Uh, This is a start of, I think, something that's going to be pretty awesome. I believe in America, and I believe in this podcast, Mike. So let's do it. (laughs) Like I said, this is Uncle Francis's wine cellar. By the way, I'm just going to let our listeners know and maybe our viewers out there know if we ever do put video out for this podcast. But I'm going to be drinking on the pod because it is Uncle Francis's wine cellar. <laughs> I've pulled out a bottle of Francis Coppola Diamond Collection Cabernet Sauvignon. I am having a glass. Mike, you were at my wedding was I? Yes, yes. <laughs> you tried to ask for a favor. You tried to get online line because, you know, a podcaster can't refuse a favor on the day of his own wedding. I don't know. I'm making that up. But, <laughs> but I bring it up because it is proven scientifically that I have a much higher tolerance than you when it comes to the evil beverage here. I understand that you're not drinking today, but I am having a glass here.
1: Yeah, well, that's just for tonight. I... I I expect and intend to be joining you in reveling with spirits as we talk about Francis Ford Coppola's career and test his delicious variety of wines from his classic vineyard. Mm. And if you're confused
0: and think this is a wine podcast, this is not foodie films or beverage time. Unfortunately, (laughs) Mike, you are speaking in metaphor. We are not wine experts. We'll be drinking the wine, but we won't be talking the wine. I'm sure that Francis Ford Coppola is one of the legendary winemakers, because I see his wine in every liquor store ever. I know nothing about it, yeah. except that it's accessible and it's good. Uh-huh. So uh, we salute you, Francis, as a winemaker. But on this podcast, we'll be talking about your movies.
1: I, you know, I think, though, in a few episodes, the wine will be doing a little bit of the talking from time to time. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that as well. It's true, I'm not a heavy drinker, but initially one... Concept for this show was to kind of pair a wine with a movie and you know, kind of take that seriously and be a wine movie review podcast, but I think we jettisoned that idea for the best.
0: Because we're just we're just not good enough at wine. Maybe one day, maybe we'll we'll do so many episodes of this and maybe we'll drink so much Coppola wine that we'll be able to pair better for now. Maybe every time I go to the liquor store, every time I go to somewhere that sells wine, I pick up a bottle of Coppola, I have a whole rack. Of them now So I can't (laughs) wait To drink them And share my opinions On these films With you Mike But Mike I want to start out With something Of course This is called Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar Right? Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that Yes Because this is The Cage Club Podcast Network And Mike You were podcasting While I was dating cheerleaders That's how long (laughs) You've been doing
1: this Yeah I mean You could put it that way I suppose And we started with None other than uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Nephew Nicholas Cage, you know, the house that Cage built right here. And it was somewhere along the line on that show that I coined the term Uncle Francis. I just started referring to Coppola <laughs> that way when Nick Cage would appear in his films and it would be like, well, Uncle Francis was directing and it just kind of stuck. And here we are. It's part of uh, it's part of the name of a show now. It's a you know, it's a complete surprise.
0: And you and Joey Lewandowski, the godfather of the network, not the godfather in our universe. But here. apropos, but, uh, nonetheless.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you guys have covered every Nicolas Cage film, including the most recent one, which is just called Massive Talent now. Yeah, well, um, for I know,
1: the the unbearable way to Massive Talent. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, you know, we... Released a mini episode about it, a sort of spoiler-free one, and we were invited to that screening. So, you know, after six years, it finally paid off that someone reached out to us to go do something for free.
0: So you're kind of in the Coppola family, but we <laughs> not really. But, but you were you were invited to the screening, and and, and Nicky Coppola, of course, Nicholas Cage, the Coppola family, so many awards from Sophia to Roman to to Francis's father, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. all so involved. Talia Shire, come on, the, the list goes Jason on forever, Jason Schwartzman,
1: right? yeah, forever.
0: We're just focusing on the director here, Francis Ford Coppola. I would say the matriarch of the family. I know, again, even his father was involved uh, music-wise, well, be Francis Ford Coppola. Wouldn't he be the patriarch? Oh, I said matriarch, <laughs> the patriarch, sorry. The patriarch of the Coppola family. Maybe the wine's getting to me already. Who knows? Some good stuff. Uh, what interests us so much about the work of Francis Ford Coppola was, yes, his movies are amazing. Some of the greatest films of all time. We'll get to them in a second. But also, Mike and I love the minutiae. Listen to a High School Slumber Party or Third Time's a Charm or, or any shows that we really do. We love getting in the nitty gritty.
1: Oh, yeah. Getting, getting way off track and, and deep into the <laughs> weeds where many a body are buried. The
0: weeds. <laughs> deep, deep. It's tripping tripping over bodies <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola is the perfect director for us We're both Kubrick fans right but Kubrick has one mm-hmm. cut of all his movies and that's it pretty much right Yeah Francis Ford Coppola has so many cuts <laughs> of so many of his films yes. that like I don't think everyone has seen every version of it except for the man himself It's it's
1: it's Guinness book worthy because this is another reason why we're doing the show. This, I think, was maybe the original idea before the wine even got involved. Is like we were sitting around talking about just director cuts and then, sort of more seriously, you know, directors that revisit their work and, you know, like obviously. George Lucas with the special editions but Steven Spielberg before him with his multiple cuts of close encounters and then thinking back like oh yeah Francis Ford Coppola with his multiple cuts of certain films even back then it's like something about that generation and those three guys specifically that keep doing it and keep getting away with it maybe not Spielberg anymore but Coppola we were started looking you know it became a running joke between the two of us <laughs> where it was like I found another cut of another one of his movies, and it's like, did you know that, you know, there's multiple cuts of, like... Weird stuff, like like, like Rumblefish or The Outsiders. Yeah, The Outsiders. Stuff. There's, like, two cuts of that. You know, I, I just couldn't understand <laughs> what it was about it. And then, you know... I needed to get deeper to the bottom of it, and hence, you know, again, like, here we are. We're, you know, this is this is another reason why we're sitting here tonight. You know, what is the deal with all those multiple cuts?
0: We're going to find out, though. I am so excited for that. <laughs> it's insane. On one of your other shows, Mike, Third Time's to Charm, we've discussed The Godfather 3 twice. Right. <laughs> because, because we <laughs> talked the original version, of course, and then... Uh, what was the newer one? Oh, the Coda. Sorry, the Godfather Coda, or whatever it was called. Yes. Like the newest Yeah, version. the death of Michael Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's still at it, is the point. It's not just that he makes multiple cuts at the time of, of filming, he goes back and cuts again and we love it and give us more francis give us more
1: he did like a horror film and i was walking through best buy and i thought i was hallucinating cuz there's like two cuts of dementia 13 for crying <laughs> out loud like a like a hor- a horror movie from 1963 that he did with Roger Corman that like he was barely involved with and like writer producer but like i've heard multiple stories about how Like, what is going on with that? Like, what is going on with that? Like, yeah, it's too much not to do a podcast about in some way.
0: And if you guys happen to be uh, loyal listeners of Mike's podcast or my podcast, hey, guess what? If you're a loyal listener of either, you've heard both of us because we've been on each other's podcasts since forever. But we tend to go chronologically when we cover a subject matter. We won't be going chronologically here. The order, I don't know if it'll be random, but an anniversary might pop up and we might do the film then. Some of it will be random. Some of it will just be for fun. Some of it will be like what we're feeling or whatever, but we're not going to do like all ten Godfather cuts in a row. You know, we'll be rotating here and there. <laughs> uh, but we're going to have a lot of a lot of fun with this. So, Mike, I, I do have a question for you, because I know the answer for me. Of Coppola's work, what's your favorite? What are some of your favorites? How many of them are in your top ten or top 25 or whatever? Like, what does the work of Francis Ford Coppola mean to you?
1: It's kind of weird. Like, I was probably exposed to Coppola before I even realized who he was. One of my older brother's favorite films of all time was The Godfather while I was growing up. And he's about a decade older than me. And so, like, I'd go down in the basement and he'd be watching The Godfather again. And I'd be like, what's (laughs) going on with this movie? And my dad loved that movie. You know, we're Italian-Americans and everything. And so, like, that movie became sort of like a household movie growing up. And uh, I think I really just sat down and watched it seriously after high school and realized, like, this is an amazing movie and, like, I have to find out, like, more. That's even when I discovered Godfather 2. I remember vividly, Brian, when my parents came home from seeing Godfather 3 and they were extremely disappointed. (laughs) I had not seen disappointment on a face like that from a movie in a long time. And it was, like, really like stuck in my memory, but I love that movie. And uh, definitely in college studying film, I studied Coppola a lot. I love Apocalypse Now. I still can't tell how that movie got made even after seeing the documentary about how that movie got made. Like It is just an an incredible piece of filmmaking but i like basically all of his stuff it's hard to really pick and choose some lesser known stuff like one from the heart i'm really looking forward to revisiting that was sort of an experiment that he did that kind of ended zoetrope films for a really long time like Like it it was a big gamble and a push that he just did not kind of come out the other end of really well i love dracula i love that with our boy keanu in there that's terrific, Captain EO. That was a huge thing for me as a little boy when I was at Epcot, Michael Jackson, Captain EO. Oh, hopefully we could get our hands on a copy of that and check that out that. somehow.
0: Oh, yeah, we have to.
1: But even like, you know, stuff like Tucker, the Man in His Dream, such an amazing film. It just feel like movies that have been sort of forgotten and I still haven't seen everything. I haven't seen Finian's Rainbow. I I haven't seen Jack all the way through. <laughs> I'm not quite looking forward to getting back to that. But overall, I would say I'm a pretty big fan of of Coppola, and I'm really looking forward to doing this revisit and getting deeper into... Kind of what made him tick, and seeing hopefully Megalopolis as this show goes on. You know, he's trying to get this new movie done. So that'd be really interesting if that came out while we were on the air. All in all, I'm just really hyped.
0: Absolutely, Mike. Could you imagine a Coppola release while we're on the air? I'm just getting tingly just thinking about <laughs> it, you know. But I'm with you in terms of that. Like, I love Coppola, and I really wanted to. Watch all this film and watch all the cuts. Because when I was thinking about my own love for film, look, you and I have talked plenty of Corey Haim and Corey Feldman films on my show, School Slumber Party. Yeah. We've talked a lot of schlock. But when I think about what are the great films, the films that I would take to a desert island with me, the Coppola films are up there. Like, I love The Godfather. And this is not knocking The Godfather, but The Godfather 2 is in the running for one of my favorite films of all time. It might be my favorite film of all time. And Apocalypse wow. Now. Apocalypse Now is certainly in my top ten. You could argue that The Godfather. You could argue. I'm the only one who argues with myself. But I could argue, I suppose, <laughs> that The Godfather, The Godfather 2, and Apocalypse Now are all in my top ten. And for a filmmaker to have three films in my own top ten, it, it, just, it just... Wow. You know what I mean? Like I can't even quantify how good... To me, that those films are, and how rewatchable they feel. And I know Apocalypse Now is not rewatchable for everyone, but goddamn it, it's rewatchable for me. I can't tell you how many times I've been editing late at night and just put on Apocalypse Now Redux and just ran it through. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say three cuts. Which one are you watching? <laughs> I love, I love the French. Uh, sequence, you know, it's such a terrific moment. But yeah, I don't know why people
0: don't love that. I don't know why people shit on that French French Indochina sequence in Apocalypse Now
1: Redux. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you made a you made an interesting call there. That is another reason I want to do this show. Is like. Not to knock myself, but like the show that I do, Third Time's a Charm, is like kind of a joke, right? Like I'm just doing it for fun. The movies aren't great. I like them, but they're not good movies, you know? They're not world-renowned. I mean, we haven't even done Indiana Jones yet. Like I'm I'm starting at the bottom of the barrel and I'm crawling my way <laughs> up to the top for the most part. And when we're doing stuff on other shows, we're sort of bound by actors or, or things like that. Like Cinemakers was great because... We were watching great movies by great directors, but no one was listening, unfortunately. Uh, Here we get to do this experiment again. I'm really excited for that. We're going to be watching a lot of great movies, like, objectionally great movies, like, miracle films. Like, how the fuck did this get made? The film gods were against this man on so many levels so many times, and he perseveres somehow in, like, I don't know, Hercules or something like climbs up film Mount Olympus and like claims his spot. You know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to rewatch a lot of good movies.
0: And Mike, I'm glad you bring that up, because ironically, the first thing that we'll cover here is not a Francis Ford Coppola project. But we're kind of a shotgunning this project because the offer is about to drop on Paramount Plus. It's actually dropping I think midnight, or at least tomorrow, from when we're recording. Yeah, we're recording this the night before the offer drops, basically. Which, no one knows what this show is going to be like. Yeah, we've had trailers, but Paramount Plus, it doesn't really drop shows like this. They do Star Trek stuff. They do, uh, uh, what is it, The Good Fight. You know, they do, like, CBS spinoff things, but they're not known for their... It's not HBO, right? So... The quality could be amazing. The quality could be crappy. We just don't know. All we know is that they're making a narrative show, 10 parts, about the making of The Godfather. A lot of people consider The Godfather to be the greatest film of all time. It's definitely... I don't think there's a respectable critic out there where The Godfather doesn't make their top 10 or top 25 list. And now we're going to learn some potential secrets of how this film was made in narrative ways. And hopefully they stay true to the story. I can't wait. But we're going to get depictions of Francis Ford Coppola. We're going to get a making of. I'm excited for this, Mike.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I love shows and films about the process and especially about the process of Movies that I'm really interested like projects that I really enjoy and like and want to know more about. So this show was a complete surprise to me. I think I just found out about it like last month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know like how long they've been working on it, pre or post- Lockdown, like, what's going on? I didn't even know half of this cast. I'm really looking forward to seeing depictions of, like, Robert Evans as well as Francis Ford Coppola. But, like, who's going to be playing Brando and, like, what choices are they making? Miles Teller's in here for some reason. <laughs> but we also got Colin Hanks. Big up, Colin Hanks, man. You know, Chet Hanks's brother. <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, young Gandolfini. Lots of surprises here just looking at the cast alone. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what's going on, how they tell the story. You know, I've always heard the, the myth about the mob being involved and this and that and Frank Sinatra and who knows who else is going to show up. Is George Lucas going to show up? Oh, like, who's gonna... <laughs> that would be
0: great. That would be great.
1: Like, are all his filmmaker buddies going to come over? Steven Spielberg visited, visits the set and like James Khan tells him off or something?
0: So stay posted to this feed. We're going to be trying our best to drop uh, just episode recaps as they go along. I have a feeling, Mike, that this is going to be more of a slow burn series than a series where everyone's like, oh, did you see the latest episode of The Offer? You know, I feel like it's going to be a binge series. They're releasing three episodes tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be insane. We're going to, again, try (laughs) our best here to recap them and just tell the audience how we feel about each episode and what we're thinking. But yeah, the cast is awesome. Our guy, Dan Folger, is playing francis ford coppola i love him he's great in the harry potter movies he was freaking great in a uh, balls of fury you know i actually saw him on broadway which i'll oh. i'll talk about it probably a little more on the offer but i just randomly went with my family to this cool little play called the 25th annual putnam county spelling bee
1: oh i've heard of that okay he was
0: the star in 2005 and it was really before he had like dropped in in a lot of movies or any movies really and he was awesome in it then so he's always been like one of my guys you know when like you you see a guy early on and you're like I like this dude and you're, you want to follow his career so happy he's playing Francis it feels perfect for me
1: yeah yeah I like him too I know him he's also on the Goldbergs oh you're right yeah he plays an uncle on that show so that's kind of cool maybe he's got some uncle acting experience <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that works out <laughs> he's a good uncle actor <laughs> it's a type I don't know. yeah,
0: so stay tuned to this feed. We're gonna be talking as much offer or the offer as we can. We don't know much about the show. I don't think a lot of people know much about the show as Mike and I both said, but I really really, really can't wait to watch it. A couple other things I want to mention before heading out and prepping ourselves for the offer. and I'm throwing this at you and I haven't discussed this with you, but I, I think you'll be in agreement. A couple other things we'll do here on this podcast besides talking the movies I thought it would be fun to just come up with some couple of lists right like I have an idea for an episode of maybe being you and I think of our top 10 characters in the Godfather series and talking about it right like, yeah favorite characters okay right? mm-hmm. hint hint I'm a glasses wearer big Mo Green guy right here
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that <laughs> Dude, Should we have the Fredo Award on this episode? <laughs> oh, god damn it I'm smart, I'm not dumb like people think
0: <laughs> Another thing I want to do like this is the filmmaker that perhaps has permeated pop culture more than any other filmmaker, if you think about it How many Godfather references are in things or Apocalypse Now references, right? Like
1: yeah, yeah, the smell of, uh, what was, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what's Duval's line? I, I, I love the smell of napalm in the yeah. morning, right? Like, I've heard that in a billion things. So
0: I think every episode, maybe not for the offer, but once we start covering the movies, which will be after we cover the offer, I think we'll do like a Coppola pop culture moment of the episode where we'll both watch a clip of something and, and see how we feel about it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's cool. Maybe we could get some
0: some guests
1: on at some point, too, you know, once we get through the initial run of whatever we're doing. Yeah,
0: we'll have guests. We'll uh, have a bunch of fun stuff. Another thing I wanted to do that, Mike, I I think will be fun, after we initially cover The Godfather, which I think we'll do after we cover the offer, because that makes sense. It would be weird to go into Jack after we do the offer. So, uh, (laughs) I've always wanted to do this, and finally I have the forum for it. How about minute by minute Godfather?
1: Ooh. Mm, okay, we could we could do that. I'm up for anything that we need to do to keep the show running. All these little um Games that we plan, or skits, or or uh, special features—like I'm up for everything. Do you want me to to read from from the book again, uh, <laughs> like I did on my show? You know what? You know what we should actually do? We should read the book out I loud. I don't think we need to do that. The again. whole book it shouldn't be done again. but no, we should do the
0: whole book. <laughs> we should play that clip though on, on our Godfather Three episode, just like <laughs>
1: it is the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's not our fault, but, like, I read the worst chapter in the book, so no one else had to. Like, that's the way I saw it. Like, I didn't write it. I just read it. I'm not the only one who read it. Someone read that book and thought they should make a movie out of it, and look what
0: happened. Mario Puzo's book is wild. We'll revisit that. Oh, oh, I can't wait. There's a whole movie that wasn't made in that book. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) So, again, stay tuned to this feed. Anything else you want to say Mike?
1: No, I'm just looking forward to seeing where this goes. I'm looking forward to this new show, this the the offer, watching that and getting back into a Coppola's entire filmography and checking out all these different multiple cuts. Like we should figure out some kind of game, you know, with the multiple cuts, right? Like spot the difference, you know, like in those old dentist waiting room magazines (laughs) where you have like the two pictures (laughs) and it's like circle the five different things. I grew up on
0: highlights (laughs) magazine. I love that.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like we should do highlights, but with like the Coppola cuts.
0: (laughs) Definitely. I, I really can't wait for this one again. And Mike, and Mike, you said it, we finally get to talk good movies. Yeah,
1: that's the most important part. Cheers
0: <laughs> to that. So I, I, I'm going to lift my glass and toast to this episode. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Brian. Looking forward to talking more Coppola with you, Mike. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend, the end of our elaborate lives, the end of everything that stands, the end, no say.